This is Amanda. And this is Rachel. And this is Vocal Perspective. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Vocal Perspective. Amanda and I are so thrilled to have with us all the way from the other side of the world, Alex Vandenbroek from MVP, and officially other side of the world means Australia. <laughs> uh, but since there are many countries that are on the other side of the world, but explicitly, I should say, we are from Australia. And I just want to say thank you so much to Alex. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love what you guys do at Ackerville. So this is really cool to be here. So thank you. Sure. So we always like to start in the same spot, which is how did you get involved in acapella? Oh gosh, I was thinking about that this morning and I actually, like I almost don't even know. I think it just snowballed. I was very fortunate. I grew up singing all of my life as long as I can remember. I joined the Australian Girls Choir at about five and spent about 10 years there learning. And of course we explored acapella there, but it wasn't quite contemporary acapella what it is now. And this is quite a while ago now too. But yeah, I sang in choirs all through school, sung in choirs in high high school. And it wasn't really until I got to university that I started exploring more of acapella sort of stuff. In my final years of high school, I was a big fan of like Manhattan Transfer and Take Six and that sort of thing. And in Australia, it's uh, very rare that you find somebody that sings in a choir and doesn't know who the idea of North are. So that's like a huge group that we have in Australia. So I watched a lot of their stuff, but we didn't really have like a collegiate acapella scene here. That was like 2013, 2014. It's a bit bigger now, but yeah, in Brisbane, there was certainly nothing. So I kind of just started by finding stuff on YouTube. I think that's how a lot of people find stuff now. You just go down a black hole in YouTube. And I watched all these videos of Kimbra looping. And then somehow I ended up on the sing-off and ended up on all of the videos of Sonos, who are now Aurora. And I just fell in love and it all spiraled from there. So yeah. And now I'm singing in a group called MVP. We predominantly write our own music and we do a lot of tech stuff. Uh, And I work for Vocal Australia as well, which is like our hub for contemporary acapella here in Australia. Yeah. Lots of acapella going on now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and especially since Australia, at least in our current times, COVID obviously is a thing. And we we here are, I think, as I understand, much more locked down than you guys are. So I understand that you guys actually are having some opportunities to get together and are talking about it performances? Well, somewhat. I was just saying before, it's quite funny, actually, here in Brisbane, we'd had about two months of like very low to none community transmission. And so we were just starting to open up again. And we'd started rehearsing all from different corners of the room, of course. And now we've got two cases all of a sudden from interstate. So who knows what could happen. But I know in Queensland, certainly we've been able to start looking into rehearsing again. And I think South Australia has as well. But I know in Victoria and New South Wales, it is not happening anytime soon. So interesting. (laughs) Which is sad for them. But yeah, it's a very different situation to I think what we all thought this year would be. (laughs) (laughs) And still, even with that, your group is coming out with a new release? We are, yeah. So I guess that's one handy thing for us is because we're writing our own music. Every song is different. And so sometimes someone will complete the song totally on their own and then send it out or they'll send it around and we'll all kind of take a bit to it. So we're lucky in that we don't have to necessarily write an arrangement and test it all together we can kind of play around with our originals in that sense but yes we've got a new one coming out shortly which is exciting do you want to tease it a little bit tell us a little bit about uh, what Hmm. what the song's about yes it is called payphone and it kind of started oh gee i'm trying to think now it started out as an idea that 
I just had in my head and it was probably about April that we started playing around with it. This idea of like not being able to be with people, uh, obviously during a lockdown. And so the lyrics kind of came from this place of I'm trying to reach you, but you can't get back to me and you won't call me back sort of thing. So it kind of spiraled from there and it's a bit of a slinky R&B pop sort of number and we're really excited. So something a bit different, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah. for people that aren't familiar with MVP, I know here at Ockerville we are very and we we love to play your music. We quite love often. you guys. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Every time we get a tweet, like the captions, oh, it just makes our day. It is so cool. <laughs> well, neither Amanda nor I can take credit for those captions. So <laughs> our founder Aaron Director is behind all of those funny tweets, which make me yes. laugh every day. <laughs> but for people that aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about the background of MVP and and your yeah. role in the group. Yeah. It- kind of all started by accident, to be honest. I am the musical director of a choir at my old university called QUT Vox Pop. And we were looking at Osaka, which is kind of our version of ICCA, Australian Acapella Awards here in Australia. And they're held down in Melbourne and it's like our main acapella competition in the country. And we were thinking of putting together a small group to send and there was a bunch of girls that all sounded great and we thought, let's do it. And that's technically what MVP stood for back then was mini Vox Pop. Now we've since dropped that and we're just MVP and it's kind of a game of whatever you want to call us that has MVP (laughs) in it. We get some very interesting responses. But yeah, we got together and then went through a few different changes and now we are predominantly trying to write our own material we still love doing covers but that's the goal for us is to be a fully original band and we're working on an album which hopefully will be completed around next year so it's great we love it it's certainly very different and I think a lot of people in Australia are often quite interested in the sense that they've never seen a girl group on stage that's not dancing and doesn't have instruments behind them and they are making the music so it's quite fun in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the benefits you see in having an all-female group and the ways that you feel like that enhances what you guys are trying to do? Yeah. I think a big moment for me last year was at Osaka 2019. We were very fortunate that we've got a whole bunch of wonderful female identifying friends uh, across the acapella community here in Australia. And as a bit of a fun project last year, we put together this video for International Women's Day and we did a cover of Destiny's Child's Independent Women. And we got all of our friends from the Macabellas in Sydney, After Five in Sydney, and then the high school group uh, that I run here in Brisbane who are also all gals. And we put together this version of it and it was just really silly like it was just fun for us and people loved it and then we all managed to be in the same room at the same time last year and we took this big photo and it was just this moment of like it is so special having a crew of gals around you that all do the same thing and they're all supporting each other and I'd never really had like an experience like that and it was just this really I got goosebumps thinking about it It was really a cool moment to think about how awesome it is just to have a group of gals that support each other in what they do but certainly with MVP we all get along so well I don't think there's ever been any tense moments even with songwriting everything is just so natural for us which is a dream come true really so it's just so great to be not even on stage like rehearsing and just spending time musically with each other and feeling supported in no matter what you do it's amazing so I think it's great to hear you say that because I think so much the stereotype is that you know women can be catty or dragging each other down but I certainly know I have my own circle of female friends and 
it is so supportive and so uplifting and so loving. And I, it just makes me glad to hear you amplifying that message because I feel like that's not yeah. said enough. It's Yeah, it's certainly a great thing. And it, it's kind of funny because I feel like in my musical career or musical history, I've seen both the absolute best parts of being in an all-female setting and the absolute worst parts of being in an all-female setting as well. I had a few experiences that were quite impactful, maybe not in the right ways, but now I'm so lucky that I'm surrounded by all of these beautiful women around me and it's great so well and we also see at least from here it appears that vocal australia also has a very heavy female presence so what is that like i know casa recently turned over and had a pretty large female board but a lot of our organizations here in the united states are still predominantly male boards so how does vocal australia work and tell us a little bit about that i am so lucky to work with vocal australia and again it just happened by accident i'm so good at falling into these situations where I just have work. It's awesome. Can you you rub some of that off um, over here? Yes, yes. (laughs) If I can send it through, I will. But no, our director and queen boss lady, Amelia Alder, she is absolutely amazing. I've learned so much from working with her and she is just a powerhouse. She is so driven and I feel like we work together really well as a team. Obviously, like we're the kind of main two women on the team or female identifying. We do have a few male team members as well, but it's just so great. And she's, I don't know if I can say it so beep if we have to but she's kind of a no bullshit kind of person and we have that work ethic and it's awesome so I really love that there's not a lot of dancing around sometimes to get things done and she I've learned from her like stand your ground know your worth get whatever you need to do done and I think it's awesome so shout out to Amelia because she is amazing no that certainly carries through everything that I see from her and everything that I see from Vocal Australia I think it just even though I haven't been able to experience it in person just watch everything online it looks like it's all so well run and it's just very little drama comes across it's like here we're putting together this awesome program and here you go like it's well run and enjoy it yeah I mean I I come from a really interesting place where I kind of started out as a competitor in the Osaka circle and then I've kind of come on the team as well so I've kind of seen it from both sides and it's funny I think a lot of the other people in the community can see that because sometimes they'll come and ask me questions it's like, guys, you have to go to Amelia for this stuff. Don't ask me. Like, I know we're friends. You got to go this way. But it's great seeing all sides of it and having that experience because then I can kind of look at it from like the punter's side and then the working side as well. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to ask actually, like, what things do you feel like having been on that on both sides that you have suggested for changes to help augment the other side? To be honest, we've only been running Osaka for a few years. I mean, I I say a few years. I think it's been, well, it would have been seven or eight this year, but obviously we can't run the competition this year. But like everything's kind of been set up from the get-go in a way that it's all really accessible to everyone. And obviously like people coming to the community, there's always different skill levels and experience levels. And you get some groups that are like all music students and they know exactly what they're doing. And then you get groups that are like, just kids from all walks of life and they also still sound so amazing so I don't think there's a lot of things that we've really had to change in the competition the way that's run but with Vocal Australia it's like outside of the competition
competition aspect, everything is very much, we want to get as many people involved as possible. So it's great in that sense that there hasn't had to be a lot of changes or anything. But I guess one thing I'm proud of is getting the social media presence a lot bigger. And I think everyone really enjoys being a part and getting involved in that sort of thing. So, but yeah, everything's just so great. I'm so biased, but. (laughs) I wonder if you can talk a little bit about some lessons that you've learned as part of being involved in a sort of competition that that is so broad. And maybe there's some lessons that we over here can learn from some of the things that you have done. I think, I don't know if it's like an Australian personality trait, but I think one thing that Osaka really amplifies for all of us is everyone just has a go and like it's the fair go. And every time that you watch a competition, I'm sure this is the same over there as well. There's always going to be a clear difference of groups that you know are like so amazing and they're going to win. Like they are just the pinnacle, right? And then there's always groups that are maybe not that far up on that level, but they're so excited. And I think the one thing that Osaka has taught me is that it's just so great being encouraging to everyone. I mean, I've always tried to very much be in that way. And I don't know if that's something that happens a lot in the American scene, but everyone just supports each other no matter what. And it's so cool. Like, I'm so proud that we don't have a caddy sort of scene between groups that I know of, but I'm pretty in (laughs) on all of the the goss. So yeah, everyone just loves hanging out with everyone. So I, I don't know if that's what the scene is like over there. I don't know if everyone's talking to each other all the time, but yeah, I think inclusivity has been a big thing and watching that really come out in what we do has been a big thing of like make sure everything you do is accessible to everyone that's been a big thing for me no it's good for people here to hear that because in some in some corners of our community it is like that everyone wants everyone to get a chance but in other corners it's more like who's clawing their way to the top and it's not necessarily clawing over anyone else but it's not necessarily helping other people come up with you either it has been interesting for Amelia and I there's often been we're all on the Casa group there's often been some uh, spicy threads popping up on there (laughs) and I'll often send it to her and go have you seen all of this what's happening and we just find it interesting because we don't really have that here like we don't really have a forum online that I mean we have like social media groups that everyone that's involved in it is a part of but it's never like that intense sometimes <laughs> <laughs> not that it's intense all of the time but it has been raises hand guilty as charged always <laughs> but the it's because it shows us in a sense and not necessarily like I don't want to say this the wrong way but if there's some people that and I don't want to say people's opinions are wrong because that's never the case but it's interesting seeing how some situations are handled because we can see that and go interesting is this how some of our singers feel do we need to if we've got a situation like this do we do it figure it out like this or do we maybe go more this way so it's it's great in a sense that way <laughs> we can be yeah. your lab <laughs> yes yeah I'm just I'm just thinking back when I was I was a teacher in Japan and on our program there were a lot of teachers from Australia and I think what we learned from each other was that oftentimes we are in our home countries we are facing a lot of the same issues but Australians just tend to look at it I don't know if more relaxed is the the word I want to use, but it's a very different perspective. I never noticed them getting as angry as Americans. We can get pretty fired up, but I think it takes a lot to get us fired up. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. But you saying that, I can totally agree with that. So yeah, we're just very relaxed people. (laughs) Just don't challenge you to, uh, to, I don't know, football or uh, beer. Those things you might get fired up about. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I remember myself gravitating towards 
teachers from Australia and New Zealand because I'm like, oh, you're so much more just laid back about a lot yeah. of things. We're pretty Where Americans out. can get like really wound up really tightly yeah. by comparison. It's just different perspectives from different sides of the world, I guess. <laughs> so what else? I mean, I know you guys are ramping up social media. I've definitely seen more coming from Vocal Australia. What else is going on besides competition? We always, you know, competitions always kind of come to the forefront, but I know that there's more that you all do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's And this is not really a Vocal Australia ob- observation. This is just from my like personal observations. I find that a lot of the time, like a lot of our scenes here in Australia, because we don't have a huge acapella scene here. It's kind of like it's all the same people that you know and they'll be in like different projects and then every year there'll be like a few people that come in from different circles sort of thing. So it grows, but it's not anything like what it is overseas and everyone kind of knows each other and it's great in that sense because it makes it really accessible for people to come and talk to each other and learn and things like that. But one thing I found is that a lot of groups often don't do a lot besides competing at Osaka or that we know of or they're certainly not posting about it all the time or working on things as much as they do for Osaka, which I think is is really interesting. Like the Vocal Australia side of me is like, yes, we're going to get some really good sets out of people. Woohoo. And then the like just nerd side of me is like, why do people do more in the year than just the competition? But I think the pandemic has certainly made people, because we have had to cancel the competition this year, which I'm heartbroken about. And so is Amelia. But unfortunately, that's what we have to do. But it's certainly made people think outside the box and have a go at making their own videos. Like even video creation isn't something that's super big with a lot of groups here in Australia. It's something more groups are starting to do now, but last year there wouldn't be a lot of videos that had come out of the Aussie acapella groups But one thing we're really excited to do with Vocal Australia is we're moving to a recorded format and we're doing a recording project and we're going to be putting together like a compilation sort of album Um, and groups uh, from all across the country can submit and work with us and send in their recordings. And I'm really excited about it. So, yeah. So for groups who are interested in that, can you provide details on where they can go and look up the information? Yeah. Uh, So any group that is from Australia, hello, if you're out there, you can head to www.australia.com ozaka.com and all of the information is on there and you can get in touch whether you've already previously recorded something and you might need help mixing it or if you want to create something totally brand new get in touch with us and we're happy to help guide you and help you through it from afar i mean that brings up an interesting point groups are doing different things because they can't necessarily be together and i wonder if you are seeing different kinds of creativity that people are exhibiting in that way that you hope stays that you want to persist after things start opening back up again. I think certainly the video creation thing is one thing that I'd love to see happen because from watching the other side of the world, watching the American scene and even the European scene, it's so normal for groups. The whole idea of ICCA set, you work towards it and then if you don't get to go to the finals or even if you do, groups will record it and then create a video out of that and then it's this package that people can enjoy forever and not necessarily on the stage and I'd love to, when Osaka is back up and running as a competition, I'd love to see more groups doing a similar kind of thing where they're recording and creating something out of all of their hard work rather than just putting it on a stage and then only the people that are in the room get to experience it. So yeah, watching lots of groups go from making zero digital content to all of a sudden, here's this box video that we made. I don't know what I'm doing, but here we love it. Like, And people are learning. One group in particular, they started out with a video that was like all recorded on phones, like they did the best that they could. And then a few months later, they made a 
brand new video and it's like the level is so much bigger. Like people are just hungry for learning, which is great. So I hope that there's more content creation certainly coming out of Australia because I'm biased, but our groups are really cool and our groups have some really interesting ideas. So I'd love for that to be shared across the world more so other people can see it. So I think that's definitely what I would the think. The feeling yeah. is mutual. We love <laughs> getting tracks from Australia. They're just, it's nice to hear a different take. I mean, not that it's super different from the sound that we have here, but you have a come in from a different perspective and it's a different scene. Yeah, we really do. Having a conversation with a few people because we have an after party every year at Osaka and often that can be one of the best times. It's just getting to know people and talking about it after the competition is over sort of thing. And there was a few of us talking about arrangements and even just noticing how different the styles are between like what you see with the collegiate scene in America and then what we're getting here. And it's almost only been a thing where a lot of groups here are starting to arrange for themselves in recent times. Like I think back to my first year at Osaka, which I think was the second year in 2014. And most groups would be singing pentatonics or idea of North arrangements, which is great. Like there's nothing wrong with that because they're always great, but nobody was really exploring doing it in their own way. And now it's certainly thriving here. So yes, we do have a bit of an interesting take on things sometimes. And then you get groups like Drums of War, like doing totally different stuff for anybody else here in Australia. And I'm sure over there too, but may they rest in peace. Uh, Very sad that they're no longer together, but. Yes, that was sad news. I think I reported about it because it was so sad for me. But, you know, you brought up, you know, the pro groups and what is the pro scene like in Australia? I know it's smaller, but what does it look like? What does it feel like? Well, that's the thing. I think the idea of like, pro groups. I don't even know if we have a lot of pro groups. It's funny. I was reading something the other day. I can't remember what it was. I think it was on Mel Danike's website on Viridian Productions and they had, love her by the way. She is so cool. I just, oh, she's the coolest chick. I want to be her. (laughs) And we were looking on, I was looking at her website and it was like listing all of the people that she'd worked with. And it was like collegiate high school. And then it had pro groups and it had MVP written there. And I was like, oh, are we? Are we we a pro group? Oh, because it's not really a thing here. Like we've got the idea of North and they are incredible and they gig all the time worldwide. And then we've got, well, we had drums of war and they were certainly moving in that direction. But I mean, we've got a lot of groups. I think maybe like semi-pro is the best way to term it here because we've got groups that compete in Osaka and then they kind of grow from there. But then it's not enough to sustain like a full-time gig as the group, if that makes sense. And we had Suede as well, who were another fantastic group who are sadly again no longer a thing here but yeah I don't know the pro scene is certainly interesting here and I know in Brisbane like where I am it's certainly not normal to go down to a local venue and see an acapella group on a Saturday night and even in Sydney and Melbourne I don't know how often you'd get that too I think Melbourne is definitely the hub for all that sort of stuff and there's a lot more of a gig scene than what there is in Brisbane why do you think that is Melbourne's just I think Melbourne's like just the most creative city Mm. in a Australia and their their local government is very embracing of like let's get as much artistic stuff going as possible which is so cool so I think you go to Melbourne there's always something on no matter what time of day or like what day of the week it is and it's great in Brisbane we've got fewer venues Uh, Sydney is like huge as well but Melbourne's kind of where a lot more of the niche sort of stuff kind of lives and I guess acapella is definitely a niche here in Australia also we found from our own experiences yeah so yeah I don't know it's funny but for MVP like we're trying to break into more of like a generic 
music sort of circle. Um, we've got a lot more people finding our music that aren't from like a choral or an acapella background and they're all very interested in us, which is really cool, but it can be harder for a lot of non-acapella people to like embrace such a different style of music for them, I guess. So yeah. Doing original work must help in that way because they aren't expecting it to sound a certain way. You know? I think and, so too. And so they can yeah. appreciate it on its own merit. Yeah, I certainly hope so. But we've definitely found in like the music crowd, our originals have been what people are drawn to rather than our covers. And then our covers are like the stuff that the acapella people love, which it's really cool that we've kind of got two different circles, but it's certainly very interesting. Like if I were to talk to one of my mates who plays in like a normal band, like plays guitar or whatever, they wouldn't have that sort of same experience as we would. So it's quite unique, that's for sure. And it's definitely made for some interesting gigs as well uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure yes does that affect your songwriting process sort of i mean you had mentioned payphone which sort of came out of your desire to address some of the challenges of reaching out and touching somebody in my air quotes (laughs) that nobody can see me doing but i wonder how has your songwriting been affected by where you are and sort of what's going on in your world to be honest it actually hasn't changed that much i don't know every song that we do is different with the ep that we put out last year a lot of it started as like an idea somebody had and they demoed it out and then sent it and it did the rounds like online to all of us so there wasn't a lot of times that we actually physically came together and wrote I think one of the first times we did that was a few weeks ago again from all corners of the room we're doing the right thing I promise and we all sat in a room and wrote together in that style and it was really interesting because that's something that we hadn't done yet which seems really funny because we've already put music out so it hasn't really changed too much in terms of working on original music, which I'm very fortunate to say that. So So clearly MVP is gigging when gigs are allowed. You are gigging. What has that been like as a all-female quintet? It's been really interesting. I think our experience is certainly really different to a lot of other bands. And even like we've got some fantastic female identifying bands coming out of Brizzy that are like full instrument, like jazz, soul sort of stuff. But I feel like our experience would be really different. We've been really fortunate in that we've booked some great gigs. And then we also go through periods where just no one wants to book us. I think because we're such a niche thing, like our EP launch last year, we ended up organizing that ourselves organizing the venue ourselves because we were having a really hard time finding a venue that was interested in it and then as soon as we put the ep out it's like oh you guys are cool and it's like very frustrating but (laughs) we yeah we've we've also (laughs) found that i think in brisbane in particular what some people's perspective of what acapella and vocal bands are and then what we are are two totally different things. We got booked for a gig. I won't say where or when or anything like that, but we got booked for a gig and basically they thought that we were going to be like a 1950s doo-wop group after we'd (laughs) clearly sent them stuff that we'd done. They booked us because they liked our original music and then we're like, it was a series of gigs and we even got told, here's what you should wear. Here's how we want you to act. And we were kind of like, this is not what we signed up for, but we had to follow through with the gig. So it was it was very interesting, that experience. And yes, we've certainly grown from that and know what not to do now. Uh, <laughs> and then we also had a really interesting gig a few months ago before, I think it was the last gig we played before everything shut down, where I think a sound person can often see us walk in and go, oh yeah, five chick singers, that's it. It's just like, I don't have to do anything to the mics. And I was like, here's what we 
have here, we have this loop station. We also have a drum pad. We've got a bass pedal. And then somehow one of the songs that we were doing, I, in a set, I'll go from singing bass to soprano, back down to bass. I'm all over the place, which is really fun. And this one song I was singing on the bass pedal and I'm going along the song. I'm thinking something's not sounding right. It's coming out of the fallback really weird. And this is during the gig, not during the sound check. And this guy had put an octave up on my bass pedal. And I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. And I could see my partner in the front going, what is going on? I'm thinking, I don't know. (laughs) And then the next song that we sang, I was on the high part for. And so then I'm singing these soprano notes and there's an octave up on what I'm doing. And so everything's sounding like a top C. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Everyone else is looking at me on stage, like Grace, our solo, she's going along and the others are going, what the like while we're singing I'm thinking I don't even know and it was it was a time so I think my thing with that would be we need more acapella techs here in Australia and we need more people ready to work with female groups that just don't expect them to be a certain volunteer as tribute (laughs) please please we'd love to have you (laughs) yeah it's certainly interesting but yeah that was quite a wild ride that's for sure nothing makes me happier than to go into a gig even just as you know I have all female and mixed groups here and people like oh you're just you know five six seven voices we'll just throw some microphones up on the stage and it'll be fine yeah yeah where's your 1950s outfits (laughs) yes yeah yeah we even had a gig I think it was the first gig that I was telling you about the moment we got told what to wear we were like cool can we bring our loop station they were like oh do you need tech like I was like this is what we do man like this is our thing like as a group we're barely doing any music now without tech and I was kind of like you booked us for this like why why are you not yeah it was very very strange but that's okay. We are just four gals that uh, sing doo-wop in matching outfits and that's all we're destined to do apparently. So <laughs> with your beehives. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. We wore pants actually for that gig. Oh, that's worth saying. And I actually spoke to Amelia about it and we've been told you should wear this. And she was like, you should all wear pants. So we did. And that was fun. So, <sighs> well, Alex, it's been lovely catching up with you. Thank you for waking up early to join us. <laughs> and we are looking forward to hearing much more from from MVP and from Vocal Australia as soon as we can. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.